All right, welcome to episode three of the AIS podcast. Uh, today we're with Natalie. She is a loan officer specializing in construction loans. Thank you for coming on. We're real excited to talk to you. Hey, everyone. How are you? <laughs> so glad to be here, Ryan. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm yeah, excited to dive into our conversation today. Yeah. So give me your background. How did you get into your industry? Um, why are you focusing on construction loans? Just give me like a 10,000 foot view of what you're about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's see. When I was young, I was in high school and I did things kind of backwards and decided to have my first child at 17 years old. <laughs> so right out of high school, I, I looked at Wells Fargo and although I'm with US Bank now and said, you know, I think I'm going to get into banking. Mm. Uh, skipped the whole college thing, you know, kid at my hip. So with on graduation day and I've been in banking ever since. I actually went through the retail side um, for the last uh, 18 years, and then in the last couple of years, I decided to dive solely into mortgage. Okay. Um, my friend Steve, he's not here with us today, but he's a partner of mine, and he's done very well, and I felt that uh, construction would be a great way to help people to accomplish their dreams. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I want to get certified. Not all of us mortgage loan officers are certified for construction, but- I, I really do feel that Chip and Joanna Gaines, like they're kind of like my inspiration, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, or all those little flip housing and things like that. Super yeah. exciting. And who doesn't love fresh paint, new carpet, things like that. So yeah, I, I felt like construction was going to be a great opportunity for me to really kind of touch that community and help them to live their dreams. So that's what I'm here for now. So, great. Yeah. yeah. So I've been with US Bank now for 20 years. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to partnering with you. Yeah, so wealth of knowledge. And yeah, that's how we actually met. Uh, was it Manteca Chamber of Commerce? Yeah, over at FNM Bank. FNM Bank, yeah, competition. <laughs> yeah, competition, but Joe's great. Joe's the manager there, and he's a great guy. Yeah, I spoke with Gary. Gary does the consumer side, and you know, Winston, he's on the business side. What am I promoting FNM Bank? <laughs> I don't, yeah, this is a U.S. Bank podcast today. Yes, this is a U.S. Bank podcast, yes. <laughs> So yeah, that's why I reached out to you because uh, you do have a wealth of knowledge in this space. Um, we have been reaching out to banks to build those relationships to you know have qualified customers come in the door and have a similar goal, right? Because that's our passion too here at KHB is to really bring people's vision to life, make a forever home for these people um, or an income property like doing it. Uh, ADU. ADU, sorry. What is actually available to consumers? Like I'm familiar with HELOCs. I'm familiar with like the 203K renovation loan. Um, but I'm still, you know, pretty elementary in what is actually available to people. Yeah, yeah. What's absolutely. most popular right now? Yeah. So this is a great question um, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are maybe calling you looking to do remodeling, but they're not certain how to finance that. Yeah. Um, some people have savings, which is great. Um, some are looking to invest. so don't want to necessarily touch that. So U.S. Bank actually has a portfolio program and um, it's our own program there aren't very many banks that specialize in this. And it's very much like a traditional mortgage as far as documentation and things like that. We do have a one-time close, which I think yep. is pretty neat. I will typically do a lock rate for 90 days um, to give my customer time to provide the necessary documents as far as income, credit, um, their plans, the builder contract. The lock rate is locking in that interest rate, correct? Correct. For 90 days. So that we can close within that time. Okay. And when I say it's a one-time close, that means we have several products. We could do a 5-1 arm, 7-1 arm, 10-1 arm. Those I can lock at 60 days. 
Um, 90 days is an automatic 30 year term. Okay. Yeah. So, so example, um, if today's rates are six and a quarter percent and I lock you in, well, your rate will be six and a quarter percent. Even if in 60 days it goes up to seven. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Which is, which I think is great. And there's, there's no cost for that. Um, I really try to price aggressively. Um, and also, you know, kind of what's best for the, the client. Um, there's a couple of ways that a client can save on pricing and opening a checking account with us. Yeah. Checking account would be free just because the mortgage alone. Yeah. So, um, those products do take first position on the property. Okay. That was my next question. Yeah. Is the first <laughs> is the second or okay. Yeah. So it would be a first position lien. Okay. Um, and there's a couple of ways that someone can take advantage of this product. If they own their land outright or own it at all and, and mm. even have a balance on it, uh, we can start from building from the dirt up, ground okay. up. Or let's say it's a major remodel. Let's say they want to purchase a home and they want you guys to come in, you know, KHB, and, hey, I want you to remodel this home for us, but we're going to buy it as is. Mm. And so we we can utilize our construction program for that as well. Okay. Yeah. And um, again, it'd be at whatever terms, whatever lock rate options are there, but it is a first position lien. Okay. So any existing liens, if it's not a purchase and let's say they purchased the land a year ago and they have a balance, well, we're going to pay that off. Okay. If it is a remodel for a home that they already own or are wanting to put, put an ADU in the back of their home, which a lot of people are doing, Right. I think you just mentioned a minute ago about income generation. So, yeah, um, we can do that. But again, we're going to pay off that first mortgage. So you're consuming everything and being first. You're you're basically taking all of the assets into that loan that you're getting. That is correct. Yes. Yes. Because the lending that we'll do will go maximum 80 percent. Uh, loan to value, which actually is a lot of what is done now these days anyways. And is that loan to value, is that as is or is that after renovation value? So it could be two two ways. Okay. It could be cost to build or renovate or rehab or appraised <laughs> appraised value based on the plans, Okay. Um, whichever is less. Okay. Yes, whichever is less. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, whichever is less. And so mm-hmm. what is that loan called? That is called our construction to perm. Okay, construction yeah. to perm. Yes. So I'm not familiar with that one. So that's great. Yeah. Well, and it's because it, it's a solely U.S. bank product. Okay. Yes. So it's just a one-off that only U.S. bank offers. Correct. Now, uh, I think there is one other uh, bank that does them. Um, not however, FMM though, right? I think it's them. <laughs> 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 no, it's not. Let's scratch that. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so option one, construction to perm. Correct. It's a first. It is kind of an after renovation value or based off of whatever's less on the appraisal, right? Cost to build. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a good option for someone building an ADU in the backyard, right? Because typically... I think it's a great option. ADU will be cheaper yes. than the primary residence yes. um, for most. So Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think it's a great option. Um, I also, and, and some people don't have a mortgage balance, right? So some, some people, they're just ready to build an ADU. They've paid off their first mortgage or they don't owe very much. So it definitely would make sense. I like to really focus on the goal of the consumer. I really like to dissect what their um, priorities are 
in you know do they need the higher in the high not the higher interest but the interest <laughs> no one wants the higher yeah. interest <laughs> nobody wants the higher interest but sometimes it could be a great thing yeah um that's um yeah and then or if it's you know I want to keep it separate then I would definitely gear if they have enough equity in their property I would definitely gear them towards that home equity product that you okay. mentioned earlier which I do do as well um and U.S. Bank does have like no cost on that nice. um yeah and so, um, but it's really going to depend on the consumer and what their goals are, how much they're needing. Yeah. Um, so I really like to try to ask the right questions. So what's the big difference between the 203K loan and this perm loan? So the 203K loan, I actually don't do. We okay. don't do those. Um, those are a part of um, FHA. And okay. We don't do those particular unless... Um, the only time we will do like an FHA when it's a rehab and do over 100% financing would be in a situation where the, the remodeling dollar amounts are like 5000 or less. Okay. Yeah. So smaller yeah. projects. So okay. typically it could be a pest thing yeah. or, you know, small electrical thing or a roofing thing, maybe small roofing thing or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's dive into HELOCs. Yeah. So I was recently in a situation where we put an offer on a home and the home you know, if we had the money, we would essentially tear the thing down, which we will probably talk about after this. Okay. Um, <laughs> but <Sounds good. laughs> we're going to buy this property and then our existing home, we were going to take a HELOC out and yeah. renovate that property. Yeah. Um, and then get it, just get it kind of renter ready. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So with that, I know HELOCs are variable on the rates. Correct. So that situation we're in, we're buying this home. We are going to renovate our existing property okay. um, through a HELOC to okay. make it renter ready. So not like lavish finishes, but new flooring, new paints, probably refinishing the bathroom, refinishing the kitchen. Okay. Um, and then renovating our other property. So essentially we're going to refinance that, pay off that HELOC, and then use an, another HELOC <laughs> to, okay. refi- to remodel the existing home. Um, okay. So just so, I, just so I understand, you currently own a home and yep. you want to do a home equity line of credit that yep. is on a variable rate. Yep. And you want to borrow from that line of credit to initially fix the home that you're in. Yes. Okay. Uh, living in. Yes. And then eventually renovate the other home once you've purchased it. Yes. And then somehow pay off the HELOC first and then use that same home equity line of credit to renovate yeah, well, the Okay. We have another we have another rental property that will probably refinance to pay off that HELOC. Gotcha. And then re-up. Okay. Depending on the rate. Okay. So. Yeah. So, and that's just, and I come across a lot of customers that are kind of in the same situation where they yeah. have another property they can leverage, whether that be a HELOC or a refinance. Right now, refinance isn't very attractive. Yeah. Um, what would you suggest in that situation? Well, I, if, if it's a short-term borrowing situation, then I do believe the home equity line of credit would probably be in your best interest. Okay. Um, I don't know what line size you would need. I know that U.S. Bank, we will go up to 350000 mm-hmm. up to 80% loan to value Okay. On, on ours. And it's reusable. So we actually have a fixed rate option within our line of credit to where you can actually fix a rate. That's um, nice, especially in these times. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they are over a 5, 10, 15, 20-year period. Okay. So, or term, I should say. And um, in your situation, I don't know how long you think it would take you to pay off that home equity line of credit, but yeah. obviously there's no prepay, 
pre-pay off penalties. Just don't close out the product within the first three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's definitely something that we should probably dive into just a little bit more because um, I'm assuming that the home you're purchasing is going to be your primary residence. It is. And then you're going to want to do um, a departure residence yep. rental. You want to be able to omit that mortgage payment yep. against your debt ratio. Yep. Yeah. So. Which is what I'm doing right now. So full disclosure. Yeah. Um, Baron, uh-huh. uh, him and I are in that networking group together. He's at Bank of Stockton. Okay. Yeah. And so he's the one that's kind of helping me with all of this Navigate right now. That. Okay. Yeah. Um, Should I just leave right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're my construction loan lady. <laughs> Not my primary. <laughs> no worries. But I could be one day. I but know. no, 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 no. I think it's great. I think that's great that you have found someone to help you with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a lot to be said. He, uh, yeah, he went above and beyond him. I've been friends for a bit. Um, but Loyalty. He, he's actually super. the commercial banker there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so he he does our account here at KHB Construction. Okay. Um, and for Moonbound and some of our rental properties that we purchase. So he takes care of all that stuff for us. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Good. It's been nice with him. Yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> I, I was totally messing with you, Ryan. <laughs> Not to throw shade on U.S. Banker you. Um, so out of these products. So we talked about a HELOC yeah. and how yeah. that could be sh- in the short term, very yeah. beneficial. Um, the perm, if you're doing new construction or major renovation, let's talk new construction specific. Like okay. someone's buying a lot. Yes. Um, and not the perm option, but what is the best way to finance that? The lot. Well, the lot and the construction, getting yeah. that all into one bundle. Yeah. So um, there's a couple of things that you, that the buyer would want to consider. And they would probably need to communicate with the agents or your agent communicating, their agent communicating with the selling agent Mm -hmm. in regards to how um, quickly the seller is wanting to sell that piece of land. So I actually do bare land financing. Someone is coming, they're wanting to purchase a residential property, and then in the next couple of years, they want to build. Mm -hmm. But right now, they just want to secure the land, but they're not necessarily prepared to start construction they're kind of getting all those little ducks in a row. So I have a land loan that I can do um, for consumers. Okay. Our standard is 10 acres. Okay. Uh, we can do improved or unimproved land, meaning they can have all of the utility services uh, available to them by the city or county, um, or they could have where they need a well and a septic system and all of that. And that's inside that loan, the cost of Correct. getting those utilities, because that's, that's, that's huge. Right. So... the land loan would be just to buy the land. And then what would happen is you could do it two ways. So again, that would be the seller not really wanting to wait. They want to get rid of the land and nobody wants to lose it. Mm -hmm. So we do the bare land. Then in a year or two, uh, we would look at construction. And then yes, the builder can add in permits, permits, they can add in, um, yeah, drawing PG&E and then running the plumbing and things like that. Mm. Absolutely. Excavation even. So maybe there's just a bunch of trees and yeah. got to get rid of them. So the builder can do that as a part of their contract in within their cost breakdown. Okay. Correct. And so what are you looking for from contractors when they're submitting this? Is this line by line? With it uh, is line cost, by line. A description, good. Line by line, uh, cost description. We also look for contingency at ten percent, especially if things are estimated. And right now, in the in our current market, you know that sometimes things can cost a certain dollar amount today and yeah. <laughs> could potentially go up. So we do like that. 
Yeah. Unless the contractor is stating that their cost breakdown is 100% going to be this amount. Which is what we do. Yeah. Then um, there are some ways to get outside of that contingency yeah. option. I know there's many contractors I've talked to that don't like working with banks because, you know, escrow holds that money and then they have to like apply essentially to get paid in so, ways. Oh, yeah. Describe that is. process <laughs> for the contractors out there. Absolutely. So, yeah. So um, it's called the dispersing agent. Mm-hmm. So although title may close, uh, we do assign um, a dispersing agent that will disperse funds as parts of the job are completed. Yeah. And so they will reach out to that dispersing agent. You know, let's say it's ABC contracting. Hey, um, LY, LK, whatever, um, control center, I, I want to disperse. I've finished this part of the project. And it could be, let's say it's foundation and framing. Yeah. And so Dixie will send someone out, inspect it. Okay. And then they'll yeah. auto, yes. We had an release experience. Release the funds. So we did a renovation for the VA. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can imagine... Mm-hmm. You know, no shade on the VA, but it was a very slow process. It yes. took like two years just to get the project approved. Um, oh, and the wow. homeowner had to wait like seven or eight years um, just to get a contractor like that was down to work with the VA after the all the process and all the contingencies that they had. Oh, wow. Yeah. And getting paid was one of those things where it was like we had to get an inspection by the city of Modesto and then we had to get an inspection from the VA and we had to submit everything to get paid. And then we were on like a net 30, you know, pay basis with them. And I was like, by the time we were done, we basically fronted the project. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it was like, oh Well, I can assure I totally you see. that those time frames are not. We allow one draw per month. Okay. You can also um, seek a down payment in the beginning. Mm. Um, yes. So, Which is also tough in California. So we have to charge 10% or $1,000 for construction. Yeah. Whatever's less. Okay. And so obviously most of our projects are more than $10,000. And so we're consistently taking $1,000 and then invoicing like 30% once everything arrives. Yeah. And we're ready to, and we start construction. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So we will, I actually have someone that um, we just, you know, um, they started their project and I think it was about 30000 they got up front. So, mm-hmm. um, which helped them with those initial materials yeah. and things like that. So um, I don't, I know that it won't take that long. So yeah. it's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that, that sounds like, wow, I, I hope it got done. It finally got done. It sound like, um, but yes. So once a month draws and um, those invoices are all rolled into the, um, the loan itself as well. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's switch into buying power. And obviously interest rates are higher than they were in Correct. 21, 22 <laughs> What are you seeing right now? Have you been getting a lot of inquiries from people to do these types of loans? Or has buying power significantly decreased through your ideal customers? Yeah. Um, I think what I'm I'm actually probably getting more inquiries on this side of things, on Mm -hmm. construction side, on bear land, um, because... You know, right now there's quote unquote it's a buyer's market. Yeah. Um, you know, last year well, everyone was relative bidding on homes. You know, twenty offers on one home and hundred thousand over asking price. Yeah. So the rates. So we've actually done like this calculation where payments were pretty much the same. Okay. Um, because now there's no more of that hundred thousand over asking price, and I don't know if you know, but it has dropped a little bit. The sales price of homes. Um, have dropped yeah. a little bit. 
And um, so what I'm seeing is more of the people asking about the construction and the lot because it's more cost effective for them. And um, or it's about the same price. And yeah, because commodities have came down a little bit. Correct. There's so. not a lot of homes and they're actually staying on the market longer yeah. as well, um, which is why, quote, it's a buyer's market because but then there's also less inventory. So it's kind of a catch 22, I guess. Yeah. You know, if you really were to think about it. Um, but and then we know and um, it sounds like you have several investments properties and have been a homeowner yourself. Mm-hmm. And we know that this is a very cyclical um, industry. Yeah. yeah. And um, I know I've refinanced my homes many times to get a better interest rate. Never thought in my life I would have, you know, below 3% yeah. mortgage, but it does happen. Yeah. Right. And it did happen. And so I think real estate is a great investment. And I think if you're going to pay for anything, I think building, rehabbing, adding an addition to your home is a great way to invest your money. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah, this is for that YouTuber that commented on our, our video. <laughs> he was so mad that I said real estate is a good investment. Like, oh. remodeling your kitchen has an ROI, right? It's not oh. 100%. Yeah. But there's yeah. this, um, I think it's on Pro Remodeler. They have a cost versus resale, mm. like a value calculator. Like, if you put this much into your kitchen, yeah. you're going to get historically this ROI in the Sacramento area or yeah. the Modesto area. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, well, I, totally agree. I think I think honestly, what's attractive sells, right? I mean, I, I think I, so too. Yeah, yeah, and I think people look at the neighborhoods and they look at you know how they want to raise their families and what's functional to them. And so, um, I think if anything, it's the area that that typically adds the value as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those um, additions that we add, I know my husband and I we put we poured money into our backyard and. We had no problem doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's where your family's going to be. Yeah. Are you spending time in the summer, in the fall? And, and we enjoy it. We love yeah. to entertain. Um, and, you know, we're blessed and we're thankful. So, that's, yeah. yeah. So, with interest, right now, you, you threw out the number of six and a quarter, right? Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. an accurate representation of kind of where we're at? It is. With interest? It is. Actually, okay. I'm, well, I'm, I'm waiting on the customer, but we're going to either lock or not lock. I don't know what he wants to do, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, in the foreseeable future, you know, I just got a, an email this morning. I get like the little financial you know, report weekly yes. or whatever saying that it's going to increase Again. and that they're saying the Fed has to increase it to battle inflation and all yep. this stuff. Yeah. What do you, what, this is completely opinion piece here, but like, what do you right, think? Right, right. Because we don't have a crystal ball. Yeah, I don't have, like yeah, that. I'm not a yeah, future yeah, teller. What do I think? Um, I don't feel that rates are going to drop this year at all. I, I, I don't see it. I, again, I, I don't know the future. I don't have that crystal ball or anything, and God hasn't told me anything. But um, I feel that if you're in a position or if someone's in a position and they're really desiring that, those improvements or purchases, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's are you comfortable with the payment? Yeah. And is this where you want to pay, put, put your money? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know in everything I read, just like you, it's like, oh, we're fighting inflation still. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh my goodness. Um, but there are still people out there purchasing. There are still people out there borrowing money. There are still people yeah. out there growing their businesses, you know, saving for college or borrowing for college. I think life just moves real estate. So. It's true. 
And I, I live by the saying, the best time to build was 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. And that's very true for today. <laughs> and then we too. might say that in 20 years from now. hundred percent. Like right? every time someone's considering like, you know, we, we had a couple of no opportunity projects earlier this year and late last year due to the economy. Yeah. And all I could tell them, I was like, quote unquote, the economy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, you know, labor prices are not going to get any cheaper. Yeah. Right. People yeah. are always going to like nothing. The economy now is the best economy you're going to have because in 10 years from now, this economy is going to be cheap you know, right. working in this economy is. Right. And if you've lived long enough, you know that over time, the cost of a loaf of bread has increased significantly. <laughs> yeah. So right? like you said, so. if you're comfortable with the payment or yes. the best time to do it's now, yeah. instead of waiting a year, two years, three years, because it's probably going to be more expensive than it was today. Probably. And then you're probably going to get into that place where everybody's now, oh, the interest rates have dropped. So now everybody's out there trying yeah. to buy this home or trying to do this or that. And then it's a matter of who gets accepted. Yeah. Right. Because now it's what's whose offer is more attractive. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you find your dream home needs a little fixing, do it. Just go for it. Yeah. I remember when I bought my first house, I was a single mom at the time and I was so afraid, full of fear. And I was doing all the math and didn't think I could do it. And you know what? It works out. It worked out. Yeah. Yeah. It did. And I, yeah, I agree. You always kind of rise to the occasion. Not to, like, live outside your means, but... Absolutely not. You know, when we had our first kid, um, we were living in an apartment, and then we finally could buy our first home for 230000 yeah. right? In, like, 2015, 2016, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then now that home is worth four hundred fifty. Right. Best decision I ever made, you know? Right. And then, yeah, Absolutely. it opens up all the doors. Actually, the, the, the reason why KHB is here today is because we bought that home. Wow. Because when I went to start this, I refinanced my home, took all the money I could take out of it and just went all in. Right. Doubled yeah. down on everything. And look at and you now. It paid off. Right. So, yeah, buying your first home opens doors for sure. It does. And then if you were to look at rent these days. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, I well, went and interest I, isn't helping that market at all. I'll tell you what, the right. last rental we just purchased our our mortgage um, was almost not twice of what I have on mine, yes. like in the low 2000s. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like for a home that it wasn't, you know, a five, six hundred thousand dollar home, you know, yeah. it was three hundred fifteen thousand. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was yeah. I was shocked. Yes. Yes. And I, I think there's um, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity. Absolutely. And, and I have to say that um, as a mortgage loan officer, if I'm looking at someone's package and they're, because, right, because I collect data, I mm-hmm. collect information, I look at where they're at, I look at their savings, I look at, you know, and I ask myself, is this something I would do? Mm. You know, and because I wouldn't feel comfortable or sleep at night if I knew that someone was spending their entire life savings and we're going to be living paycheck to paycheck or, you know, in my deep, in my deep soul of, um, I just couldn't, but if it looks right, their debt ratios are in line. I think that's one thing I love about us bank is we are very cross the T and dot the I, um, and, but we really do look at that debt ratio and we really do measure. And this is why we, and why we do that. Cause we want people to be able to afford things. We don't believe in putting people in situations where they will eventually lose that home. Yeah. U S bank is not 
you know, has not grown or, or is the financial institution that they are or we are, like, by putting people in homes that they can't afford and then us yeah. taking it back. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely don't want to buy back anything. Yeah. We want families to be in their homes and yeah. raise their children. So. so what is that ideal? Is there a percentage of income to debt? Like, what's yeah. that ideal equation? Yeah. So um, on the construction side of it, we do require just a couple of things. Minimum FICO score of, like, 680. Mm-hmm. Um Debt ratios, um, 43%, and there's different tiers depending on loan-to-value and credit score. Okay. Um, but, yeah, t- typically it's like a 43% ratio. You can get away with 50% ratio. And that's where I kind of start looking at, okay, if they're in that 50% mark. I need to do some math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those, those, those debt ratios are in place for – you know, for uh, reasons, you know, to protect the consumer, which I think is very important. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting on that pre-approval. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it is off the gross. It is off the gross. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's been great speaking to you. Oh, um, thanks, Ryan. Pleasure having you on the podcast. I, I think everyone will get a lot of knowledge out of this. And I'm going to share this with a bunch of upcoming potential customers because everyone asks this question right now about financing projects. Absolutely. Yes, please give them my contact information and if we can find a product that works for them. And I, Yeah, and you're out of the Manteca branch, correct? I am actually, I cover the Central Valley. Okay. Um, um, but I, my, my home office, yes, is in Manteca. Okay. Yes. So we'll put your details in the podcast description so people get a hold of you. Yeah. And then we will keep sending people your, people your way yeah. for financing their projects. I appreciate it, Ryan. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. (laughs)